Hey, 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 what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between business, technology, and culture. It's your host, Sean. How's it going? Hope you're doing well on this, for me at least, Sunday, October 27th. It is officially Halloween week. Halloween week. I'll probably be eating more candy than normal, unfortunately, because I have the sugar addiction of a six-year-old. And if I see it, it's very hard to restrain myself, especially around the Reese's Cups. But yep, it is Halloween week. Um, Not sure what I'm doing yet. Not sure what I'm doing. Me and my girlfriend were talking about costumes, and I don't know why this moment of inspiration hit me, but we were coming out of, I was coming out of the subway. And I saw one of those injured signs, and I think the goal is to be Selino and Barnes. Selino and Barnes! So yeah, then we're going to be Selino and Barnes, but she's a girl, so it's kind of weird to be Selino. So I think it's going to be Selina and Barnes, just so, you know, it works for us. And maybe, I don't know, maybe zombie Selino and Barnes get spooky with it, but have the injured... Just like wear a sign that's like injured and then the other signs like the 888 number. I don't know. Are they even a big deal anywhere else other than New York City? In New York, you see their signs all the time. It's like these injured attorney lawyers that created this empire. Um, there's some funny stuff. There's like quasi-erotic Japanese manga art by <laughs> where someone drew Selena and Barnes like making out or something as anime uh, figures. And uh, there's someone that did a play around Selena and Barnes. Like, it's kind of a big deal. But I don't know if it's a regional thing or not. But everyone in New York knows about Selena and Barnes. I think they started in Long Island. But yeah, that's the thought. Kind of ridiculous. Not sure exactly what we're doing yet, but that was the costume idea this year. Um, Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys got your costumes ready. Hitting up your parties. Eating your Reese's Cups or whatever your go-to candy is. I don't know. I feel like I like Halloween, but it's also a disproportionate amount of work for what it actually is. I mean, it's really for the kids, right? It's just adult Halloween is one of these things that's weird because it's like I like everything about Halloween except the effort you have to put into it. You have to put in a lot of effort. To do what? To go to a party with other people with costumes on? I mean, it's just like a regular party you could have done in March or November or September, just with costumes, like, I don't know, it's fun, my girlfriend hates it, she is so not into Halloween, it's ridiculous, but uh, I get it, I dig it, I like the spooky stuff, I like horror movies, I like all that stuff, Um, it's just fitting that into your life, and being stressed out about it, as an adult, a little silly, a little silly, when you have kids, I totally get it, 
you know. I can't wait to be up in the suburbs one day taking kids trick-or-treating. That's something that sounds like a grand old time. I will probably steal my kids, my future kids' candy, though, because I'm a jerk like that. I don't get it. Everyone's like, oh, you eventually grow out of, you know, desserts and stuff. Not me, man. Not me. I have sweet tooth, sweet teeth, sweet mouth. Like, I can just, I have a bottomless pit when it comes to how much candy I can consume. I'm a garbage dump in that sense. Um, like, I'll, I'll eat candy till I get sick. No problem. I won't drink until I get sick, but I will eat candy till I get sick. It is a big problem. I'm for sure a sugar addict. I gotta maybe one day really try to uh, challenge myself to shake that. Because, um, yeah, I eat fairly healthy-ish. Healthy-ish, I'd say. Um, I don't stress out about it too much. But, you know, every day at lunch, just salad. That's all I have. And I try to keep it mostly-ish clean, sort of. But, uh... When there's candy everywhere, it's a problem. It's a problem. But I digress. I'm four minutes into this already just ranting about Halloween. Jesus Christ, Sean. Get your structure together. Anyway, um, this show is going to be a little different. I've been doing most of my episodes with like a clear thought. It's very like business or technology based and then just like digging in or like giving you tips on experience up leveling and things like that. But today, it's more just sharing thoughts. Sorry. I couldn't come up with a new list or something. This is more just sharing thoughts based on um, last week. So last week, I had a friend who is moving away, far away from New York City. A little envious right now, a little bit, but we'll see. Um, So it was like a going away party thing. It was pretty fun, you know, we just went to some bar um, for a while, and then we went to a karaoke bar rented out a room um what did i do i sang something i don't even know what did i do Aaliyah. i sang Aaliyah. are you that somebody i probably shouldn't tell you but you know that song with the baby sound i did that i did that after about six or seven drinks, probably. And I did something else. I can't remember the other one. Oh, that's going to bother me. It was another, like, R&B, hip hop type thing. I usually just stick to that. Um, because the only other thing I do is rock songs. But uh, a lot of people don't like the rock songs that I like in a karaoke format. So, whatevs. But anyway, point being, my friend and a lot of the people that were there are ex- workmates per se they're not friends from college they're not friends from high school these are people that i worked with a long time ago like going on almost four well it's like three years ago i'd say at this point it's like three years ago to four years ago i worked with the people at this thing um and where i worked it's where i met my girlfriend so it's like I don't know. I think I don't. This could be wrong. This could just be an anecdotal thing from my personal experience. But I think in your career, there's always going to be. It's kind of like school a little bit, where it's like you, you know, you work here, you work there, you work, you know, 
bunch of places. But usually there's one place that has more of like a social thing. You get more connections or more uh, long-lasting relationships than anywhere else you work for the rest of your career. I'm just thinking about like my parents, my mom, and my dad and like where they worked. And there's like one place where, you know, to this day, my mom still goes out and hangs out with her friends from that one company she worked at, you know, 36 years ago or something, whatever it is. Um, and sort of similar to my dad. So I'm just like convinced usually there's one place where most of your friends come from. And even on a schooling level, it's like some... In my case, most of my friends or at least acquaintances that I still see here and there from school, it's usually high school, not for so much college for me. But for other people, it's college and not so much high school anymore. So it's like it's funny how that kind of just works out as some weird pattern or something. I don't really know. But uh, anyway, I was out with these people, and uh, I was talking with a lot of them. What's interesting is the company we worked at has had a lot of turnover. They kind of reformatted themselves completely uh they went from being a public company to a private company they uh their biggest competitor's parent company basically bought them so now this the turnover is insane because they're bringing in their own people and it's just like this big transition so a lot of people left roughly around the same time probably within like a year or so so it's just this interesting scenario where i'm talking with all these people that i've known for you know four years now or whatever and uh a lot of them are all within their first six months or a year at a new job. Like everybody, I'm talking to almost everybody. There's like one or two people there still at the at our old company, but I don't even really know them as well, except my friend who's leaving, um, but she's leaving to a different office. She's staying at that company, but going to a different office. So everyone else, though, is out, outie, 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 talking about, their new places, how much they like it or don't like it or whatever. But uh, it was interesting in talking to them. It was almost like I was doing research without even realizing it about what work experience means. So, like, if you are looking on Indeed or something about, you know, new jobs and they just want, like, three years experience, five years experience, they don't really ever explain why they want that experience. I think a lot of people have these um, implied reasons kind of ingrained in themselves on, like, why work experience matters. And a lot of it has to do with, like, oh, so you can accumulate the skills you need. Or, oh, you can, you know, when you approach a new problem, you can recall past experiences. Or you have experience with this thing and that thing and that thing that are relevant to us. And the more experiences you have the more you can manage or take on with, um, you know, some understanding of what you're talking about or getting into. It's not all foreign. It's like really just avoiding risk or uh, perceived risk. The more experiences you have, in theory, it means the less risk because it's something that isn't foreign. Right? It's all common sense. None of this is mind-blowing, right? Um, when I was talking with people... A lot of the people I was talking with in their trade, whatever it is, a lot of them were um, very high level, like 
software developers, engineers, managers of engineering teams, things like that. When I was talking with them, I kind of just real like I had this realization about what all this stuff actually means because I think it digs a few levels deeper than than that than just like oh I have more experience so I can take on the new thing. It's it's that's to me a very kind of like lazy surface level explanation of what having career experience actually means. And to me it's not this thing where like oh, I have a ton of experience doing this, that, and the other, so I can kind of approach any new situation or scenario or any new company I walk into and I'm, like, zen-like and understanding everything, like I'm Bruce Lee, or, like, I'm, like, Morpheus from The Matrix and I just, you know, I'm thinking and just, like, I can come up with the answer for anything because of all these experiences. It's not like that. It's really not like that because a lot of the time people were talking about sort of their insecurities at their new jobs, the things that they're not used to, the things that are new, the things that are weird for them, the things that they're struggling with and trying to figure out. But these are people, you know, with pretty high-level positions at very well-known brands like anyone listening to the show would know, for example. And um, they're very competent in their roles, you know, we're talking decade plus experience and, um, they're still, you know, a little freaked out about new things. It's not like when you're 10 years into the game and you go to a new place with new challenges, it's all good. It's just a different logo, different office, different people but the same basic stuff it's 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 all different you're always challenging yourself when you jump into a new situation you're always going to be insecure about something in my world if you're a designer and you have to like show people things that you create as deliverables there's always going to be this like am i good enough thing rattling in the back of your head in most cases unless you're a sociopath or an egomaniac and it never goes away it will never go away. You can have 30 years experience. You can have 40 years experience. It'll always be there. It's kind of like I follow um, fighting a lot, like mixed martial arts, UFC fighting. And you talk to these veterans sometimes. I see it in interviews. And people are like, you still nervous when you go to a fight? And it's like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to throw up every time I go to the fight. And the people saying this are like, multiple times over champions considered some of the greatest of all time you know what i mean 30 plus fights in their career and they're still feeling like they're going to throw up every time they go in there now that's a very extreme example it's not exactly the same thing as walking into a design role or an engineering role or an engineering manager role at a new company but the point remains is like this idea that when you're super experienced you're going to be all good from that point on it's just not true because you used to think that way like it sounds kind of commonsensical but when you're a a rookie when you're like a associate or junior level worker as a developer or designer like you really disproportionately put a lot of weight into the opinions and experiences of people that are very senior it's this weird thing and for me it's partly because i transitioned via like boot camp style um, it puts you in a very vulnerable position at first where you have the most imposter of imposter syndromes possible. 
But you see these people and you like, you know, you think of them as like somewhere totally different in career wise than you. And you think they got all the answers. But then when you log in experience year after year after year and then you're like, you know, six years into the game or whatever. And then you're talking with them again. You realize it's 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 uh it's funny how all that sort of goes away and they're just they feel more like peers. That's what I mean. It's not like they're incompetent and like you don't realize it until you have that experience. It's not that. It's just at a certain point you feel like peers and they struggle with new things too, just like you will. Um it's nothing new. But I think when it comes to experience log logged the real difference maker is that you kind of just roll with it it's kind of like having this understanding in life that things are going to happen and you got to roll with the punches and it's really the ability to roll with the punches is to me what experience ultimately is. And sure, you can, you know, go to your past experiences, and when you have projects from your past work that match up to your new challenge, it works, and you can kind of tap into that and leverage it and all that. And that's all fine, well, and good, and it's true. It is true. Um, it's very true. But I think the this day and age, problems are so unique company to company that, like, a lot of that experience only goes so far. It's not like you can, you know, fit in your old work into your new challenge. It doesn't really work like that. There's just some slight similarities that you can tap into and and go from there. But like, really, what it is is almost again like fight. This is why I think fighting is such a good metaphor for pretty much everything in the workforce. For me, especially because my position's kind of a hybrid role. And it's a hybrid discipline, much like mixed martial arts fighting. But you can, you know, make it more basic. You can do a boxing analogy. But when you look at um, boxing, if you look at a rookie boxer or an amateur boxer or a very like, new boxer versus a world champion boxer, somebody that isn't, um, you know, a Mike Tyson type who's just extreme. Well, actually, Mike Tyson was pretty good at this, but like. One of the traits that a really good boxer has that takes a long time to um, refine as a skill is the ability to not get hit full blast a lot. Like there's getting hit and then there's getting hit square on. And when the di- uh, one of the biggest differentiators between uh, novice boxers and super experienced boxers is a super experienced boxer's ability to roll with punches. Like, literally, rolling with punches, that's a skill in boxing. It's not just, like, a colloquial phrase or anything. It, it means, what it means is, when someone throws a punch at you, you can anticipate the direction of where that punch is going, and you kind of tilt your head, so when you get punched in the face by that punch, because your head is moving in the same direction as the punch coming at you, the impact is minimized. It's like a car driving getting rear-ended as opposed to a head-on collision in two different directions. The impact of those two car crashes are going to be very different. And rolling with punches, what it does is you're not going to get knocked out. You're just going to get hit. But it's not going to do a lot of damage because the impact is minimized. And that's kind of what I think of work experience as. It's the ability to minimize 
the potential damage of jumping into this new foreign thing and being able to go on it head on and not all stressed out and not all stiff. It's kind of like um, when you hear about car accidents, not to make this uh, too grim of a podcast, although it is Halloween, so it's a little bit on theme, but like you hear about, um, now this could be a BS statistic. I've heard this secondhand. I've not researched this. I'm just recalling this off the top of the dome, but how when it comes to like mortalities from car crashes, a lot of the times people who are drunk in a crash where there's like a drunk person, a sober person, the drunk person survives because they're just looser. They're not all tensed up and it helps them. It's like when you're loose and not quite as freaked out in the moment, um, supposedly it, it just allows you to survive because you're not resisting and fighting what's happening. Also like riptides. The main reason why people die in a riptide is not the riptide. It is people panic. They try to fight the riptide and then they drown because of they exhaust themselves out trying to fight the thing they have no chance of surviving. To survive a riptide, you literally just tread water and just let it take you out because with riptides, you go out and then you go around and then you come back and then the riptide takes you back to shore. It'll just take you back to shore like 300 yards away. But to survive a riptide, it's just be cool and calm in the situation and uh, don't fight it. And I guess, I don't know, I've never had, I've never been in a drunk driving car accident, but um, supposedly it's a similar type of scenario. If you're loose with it and you're rolling with it, you have a better, I mean, Errol Spence, a boxer, just had a DUI crash where his, his, uh, I think it was a Ferrari, um, like got totally destroyed he wasn't wearing a seat belt he was drinking he got flown out of his car and all the reports said the reason why he survived was because he was not wearing his seat belt um by the way i'm not saying drink and drive so you survive car crashes because the crash occurred in the first place because he was drinking so it's all bad i'm just saying looseness helps and i wanted to just bring this whole concept full circle because it was a boxer that I began this comparison with getting into this car crash. But the point is, is being loose, being relaxed in tense situations tends to work out better than the alternative. And when it comes to work experience and new challenges, you might have the insecurities. You might you know, be secretly freaking out about some new project you're thrown into and you don't really quite understand it. But the ability to have past experiences like this and be like, I've been here before. And being able to roll with things as they come and not externally when talking with other people feel or uh, convey a lack of confidence about something or feeling freaked out. That's kind of what people want. People want to feel confident in you by you looking confident and acting confident even if you're insecure about the situation. And I think... Building all that, like, that's a hard thing to fake. People are good at reading bullshit, particularly face-to-face and, uh, you know, picking up on weird nonverbal cues. So to be able to pull that off correctly, um, it takes experience. It takes experience. It's something that, you know, you got to put in your reps to really have that true confidence to pull off. 
And um, I think that's really what work experience is about. It's not about being this Morpheus genius expert that knows the answers all the time. Um, it's about it's not about having the most skills in the world and being able to adapt to skill set of any situation and tap into you know all the code coding languages you know or all the forms of design that you have expertise in or all the different sales strategies you have. It's more about being able to execute and roll with the punches as they come and overcome them while, you know, having a smile on your face, relatively speaking. Yeah, because when I was out with these people, it was just it was just so funny how when I worked with them, they just they felt they came across as so confident compared to me at that time. Uh, I felt like a wreck at that time four years ago, whatever it was. And uh, it's just funny now talking to them and, you know, they're in these new scenarios and talking about things that they don't know about and they're, like, perplexed by still. It's just funny. But I know if I actually worked with them, because I have worked with them, they wouldn't be feeling that way. I know they would, it would come across like they have. they still would have all the answers just knowing them. So to me, getting that kind of like behind the curtain look really um, just brought to light what this whole idea of being experienced is. Because these were the people I used to look up to from just a experience standpoint. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. This is more of like a story time type of podcast where I just kind of share my thoughts on something rather than going too deep. But I uh, hope you guys got something out of this. I don't know. If you disagree or agree hit us up at not rocket science show at gmail.com or on instagram at nrs underscore show or twitter same handle at nrs underscore show if you like this show please leave a review on the app store those are muy importante um and yeah that's it i hope you guys have a great week have a happy halloween get them costumes ready eat them reese's cups and i will see you next week peace